This is Jeff Cobra, and we welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. What would you think about a one-night stay at Disney's Art of Animation Resort to include a visit to see Epcot's fireworks return for the first time in 15 months? Well, that was the goal of our short Walt Disney World staycation. From there, just about everything went south, more than you could expect to happen in less than 24 hours. Did we mention two autistic children who are adults and one brand new grandchild visiting for the first time? We don't usually do trip reviews, but this one not only stands out, but probably offers a couple of important lessons for everyone else planning on visiting the Walt Disney World Resort now that the pandemic is coming to an end. Good news, there's a happily ever after ending to the story, but it's going to come at the end. Hey, again, we thank you for being part. Uh, know that um, the keynotes to this podcast are available at disneyatplay.com, which is where you can also subscribe to be notified of upcoming podcasts as they are made available. Make sure you also check out our YouTube channel, J. Jeff Cobra where you can see videos and other uh, um, inspirational treats as we bring them along the way. So let me give you a little context to what is going on here. I have thought for months and months, what would be the moment that would symbolize to me that perhaps this pandemic was coming to an end and that really it, you know, we are moving back to um, to the way, maybe not completely the way things were, but to a new and better day, a new, a great big beautiful tomorrow, right? I mean, that's what has been on my mind for months. And I, I really came to one conclusion. Well, actually two, to be honest. One was, is that when it occurred, I wanted to do finally the lightsaber. Now, I still haven't done that quite yet, and I'm not exactly certain when, because the lightsaber thing, I want it to be just like it was originally done, not with masks and, you know, I want somebody to come with me and so forth. So, haven't done that one yet. Um, but, the one, but the question was, when do you think that would have happened? In my view, that would happen. When do we really make this big change? Would be the time that Disney finally brought back happily ever after fireworks to the Magic Kingdom. I could see myself on Main Street watching those fireworks, seeing Tinkerbell come down, and just feeling like the world is good again. And so, when Walt Disney World announced that the fireworks were coming back on July 1st, not only happily ever after, but Epcot Forever, over at Epcot, I thought, oh, hooray. So I quickly made a reservation to be able to go to the Magic Kingdom on July 1st and was very excited for this to happen. Now, a couple of things happened along the way. First off, my wife is going out west to visit her family and my youngest son, who is 18, soon to be 19, is autistic, but because of vaccinations, he refuses to do a vaccination. Long, long story about that 
involving a terrible dentist experience where a dentist practically came at him like a fiend with with a needle and he he's he's at any rate, that's all, again, that's a long story, but we've not been able to get him vaccinated. So we just didn't feel it was a good time to put him on a plane. Frankly, he's had difficulty going back to the parks. It was only the last month that when Celebration of the Festival of the Lion King came out, he agreed to go to Disney's Animal Kingdom to see that show. Doesn't Didn't want to see anything else. Didn't want to go to any other park but agreed to do that one thing. So we've done that for a few weeks now, once a week. The cast members could not be greater there at Festival of the Lion. Oh, by the way, we <laughs> it reminds me, it's celebration of the Festival of the Lion King um, is the appropriate title during this experience. But he is so excited to go and he loves that and so forth, but he has not been wanting to do much of anything else. Well, we thought maybe since he's not going on this trip out west, that perhaps we ought to do a little staycation. And there were only so many days before um, my wife was going to leave. And so we thought, okay, if we can find a date, maybe see the animals on the savannah. So, you know, get a savannah view room or maybe a cabin at Fort Wilderness and go see the horses. He loves both of those. None of those in a short time period, because we're only looking days away, none of those things really seem to come. And so we saw the possibility of staying at a Little Mermaid room at the Art of Animation. If you're familiar with the Art of Animation Resort, there are four themes, Finding Nemo, Cars, The Lion King, and The Little Mermaid. And uh, we told him about that, and he seemed very excited about that. He likes going on the um, the um, the hotel ship, is what he calls the Disney Cruise Line, um, and he likes staying in hotels. That's usually a really positive thing. He may not want to do much other than just stay in the hotel, but he usually likes that. And so we thought this is a really good opportunity now. The truth of, so at the same time, our other daughter, she purchases her own ticket or her own annual pass and she chose to, to get a silver instead of a gold, so long, or gold instead of, uh, and I can't remember which one is which, but, but the long and short of it, she's blocked out over the summer. So she decided, you know what, I'm just going to change my annual pass and, and, uh, and, uh, and upgrade it so that I can go during the summer. So we could go go to the park while we were at um, the uh, the experience there. So um, the thought was, well, maybe we ought not go to the Magic Kingdom that night because it would be July 1st. Maybe we ought to go to Epcot because it's on the Skyliner. Wouldn't that make a lot more sense? A lot less hassle. We want a lot less hassle for our children. And so we thought, okay, I'll just do Happily Ever After another time. As symbolic and important as that was, I was willing to just do Epcot forever and be, be glad for it. And if we could get our son to go to Epcot rather than just Animal Kingdom, I'm thinking we're doing pretty good here. So we kind of went that route. She went to Disney Springs to upgrade her annual pass. And they said, yeah, mm -mm, not happening. You can't upgrade your annual pass during the blockout period. Why that happens, I'm not sure. All I know is that that's revenue they're leaving at the table. 
But then again, they're leaving revenue at the table right now because they're not even allowing people to get a new annual pass who have never had an annual pass or who've um, uh, been off the annual pass system for some time. They've only allowed renewals. So, so we're just kind of, okay. But in defense of Disney, what they did do is they gave her a complimentary ticket to one park, one day, and that park was the only one that she could get a reservation at that time, which was Epcot. So that was also a reason why we chose to go to Epcot because Magic Kingdom was already blocked out and the others couldn't get a reservation for Magic Kingdom. So I, I, terrific little piece of service recovery. They became the hero by providing um, a, a complimentary ticket for my daughter to go to Epcot that day. So that was very cool. One more thing added, absentmindedly as a dad, as a grandfather, new grandfather could only be, uh, my, my oldest son and his wife were going out of town and I just offered to take care of our new granddaughter, who by the way, had not been to the parks because they can't get an annual pass. And, um, and so I was thinking, ooh, I could, I could sneak my granddaughter off to the park and have her see the park. I mean, we didn't sneak, we told them. And they were good with it. But then I realized, okay, we have really added to our plate here. And boy, we were adding to the plate. Because next thing that happened is come the day, July 1st, where we're going to stay, we left around noon. Again, we live here in the area. I thought, well, you know, pressed uh, my son and... My wife could stay in the hotel room. My daughter and I, and I'll take the granddaughter, we'll come back home after we do everything in the parks. So we head over there. We've checked in on the mobile. Um, and they want you to check in the mobile because of the pandemic whole thing. They just don't want you to check in the front desk. And my goodness, it does save you time. And you can use your iPhone or other um, smart device to get into the room. Now, this was a little bit on the mysterious side when I used this at the boardwalk about five months ago. Uh, how to do that and that you had to tap the phone on the thing and so forth. You also, you check in to your, to the, to the website, disneyparks.go.com or whatever that one is. And you're always there. You can always come back to that. But when you went to go check to see if your room was ready, Almost every time you had to go in and insert a password for that um, site, and which was kind of a pain. But the long and short is we're arriving here at Art of Animation and our room's not ready. It is what it is, right? That's okay. Let's go on the Skyliner and head to Epcot. So here we are, our two youngest children who are autistic and our young granddaughter our oldest granddaughter who's just turned one and we're excited to go and you know what our granddaughter the skyliner was exciting to her she just so curious and beamed on everything it was so much fun we got to epcot and guess what we get a notification your room's ready do we go back at this point or do we just stay on at Epcot. Well, we're thinking, okay, this is a new thing for our son to be at another park he hasn't been to in 15 months. 
and he loves Frozen Ever After, let's go get a special assistance pass for him and let's take him on it and then we can figure out what we want to do. And he did want to do that. Didn't want to do anything else, but he did want to do that. So we break up. I take my daughter and granddaughter. My wife takes my son. They go to get the pass. That was a mistake. I should have been the one to get the pass without my son. Because as soon as we got the pass, he had forgotten that sometimes you have to, or not sometimes, most every time, you have to wait then for your return to the attraction. You get to go fast pass once you get to the return, but you have to wait at that point. By the way, we also had already had to go to guest relations in order to get my daughter her one-day ticket onto the special assistance pass. So we're already doing all that. Wondered if they could give us a, but no, 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 because we hadn't checked into the park, da, da, da. None of that was happening. At any rate, um, by the time we, I arrived with my daughter and granddaughter, my son was more than ready to go on Frozen Ever After. So I just volunteered to do a child switch and take my granddaughter while the other three went on the attraction. That was fine. I thought... Because you can, when you do this child switch, you could take, so you could take up to three with you um, to go back on it. And I could have easily taken my son and daughter back on the attraction. My son did not want to go back on it a second time. He was done. He wanted to go back to the hotel room. All right. So I said, it looked like it might be storming soon. I said to my wife, why don't you walk with us to the front of the park? I'm going to take our granddaughter, daughter and granddaughter to the Living Seas. Why don't you come with us and then go on to the bus station because the bus will be a guarantee even if the Skyliner should close because if you go back over to the Skyliner and it's closed because of rain, it's going to be a bear. So we do that and she proceeds to exit the park, go over to the bus station and there are no buses. She waited and waited and waited for a bus to come. And the answer she got from the driver was, well, they have the Skyliner. <laughs> but the storms were coming in. At any rate, long story short on that, she finally got over to the hotel. I, in the meantime, take my granddaughter to the Living Seas. What? A glorious experience that was. The ride, she couldn't quite figure out. But watching the fish in the tank, she could have gone on for hours doing that. She was mesmerized. This is the first time she had seen an aquarium-like setting, and it was a glorious experience. I took more photos than a grandfather should be allowed to take, but I took these photos and so forth, and then we went over to the land, and we did that. There was Mickey... Um, and Pluto at the dining experience there. Um, uh, did I, she didn't recognize the characters, so that didn't mean a whole lot to her, but she had a great time. My daughter wanted to do dinner at, um, at the restaurant in Japan, so we crossed back over to Japan and did dinner there. As we were finishing dinner, I said, I think we need to hurry to the Skyliner. I think it will rain soon. So we head toward the Skyliner, and by the time we hit Morocco, it began to pour rain. Pour rain! 
So we duck out. Part of Morocco has been closed off because of reconstruction, re, uh, redoing some elements, the fountain at the front of it. Uh, we find this little alcove and we end up sitting there for the next hour while we're watching this rain just pour and pour and pour. We didn't have umbrellas on. Again, mind you, I'm the guy who knows all about this and we had no sooner left for the Skyliner I said, we forgot our umbrellas. I cannot believe I am not paying attention to the thing I know more about than anything over the last 30 years, that it is going to rain and you're going to want coverage. So here we are stuck in Morocco in the rain. Not to say that if I had an umbrella, it was so intense. It's one of those things, it doesn't matter if you have a poncho or an umbrella, it's going, you have to take cover. It's just so thick. Um, but anyway, we're sitting there. Meanwhile, as we're huddled in this little moment in Morocco, my wife has gone back to the hotel. And the first thing she did was to grab a bite to eat, forgetting that you had to mobile order at their restaurant or um, uh, casual service facility there at Art of Animation. She had to wait for that, which could have been ordered sooner. But at any rate, that's a little thing. And then she walked across to our room, which was on the fourth floor near King Triton's elbow is the best way I can put this. At any rate, got into the room and, and I'll talk about the room in a minute. My son had brought DVDs and he wanted to play these DVDs in his room. And there was nothing to play the DVDs. And I don't know what we were thinking about him bringing the DVDs. I know that usually my wife or I will bring a laptop when we travel because we got to keep up with emails and business and so forth. But we thought 24 hours and we're just close to home. Leave the laptop at home, really. You know, you ought to take a little bit of a break, right? But no, if we had had our laptop, we could have easily have gotten him on YouTube or something else where he could have watched videos, which is all he wanted to do. Sit there in the Little Mermaid room and watch videos. He couldn't do that. And by the way, what is it that Disney Resort hotels still don't have Disney Plus on them? I hear that some of them are migrating over to that and that eventually they'll all migrate over to that. But my gosh, I can do that at a Marriott, but I can't do that at a Disney Resort Hotel. And that should be free, if anything. At any rate, he just disintegrated and had emotional breakdown as someone who is low-functioning autistic can have. He's frustrated, he's tired, he's, and it just was a meltdown. And he finally said, no more Little Mermaid Room, go home. All right, well, it's now about 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the evening. And my wife thinks, I'm just going to take him home. And then, um, and the thought was maybe I would come join, come drive back later and watch him while she stayed with uh, our daughter at the hotel for the evening which was sad because the hotel was for him and he didn't want to stay there at this point. So they step out to head toward the car and the minute the door closed, our son said, suitcase, we have to have a suitcase. 
And she goes, no, I'll get that later. No, suitcase now, suitcase now. He would not leave until he got suitcase. So she turns around and tries to open the door. But apparently, because of rains, the system that enables mobile devices to unlock a door is not working. And we don't have a magic band on us. We don't have a card to get in the room. All we have is our mobile device. We can't get in, and my wife can't reach anyone. In fact, from the fourth floor, closest to the King Triton's elbow, she's trying to reach out to anyone, any housekeeper, anybody, to get some help because he refuses to leave that room door, and she can't get any help to open the door. Finally, someone who I don't even think was a cast member, I think he uh, was an um, operating participant, but he happened to have a master key, came along, and this was like 30 or 40 minutes later. So she has been stranded on the tower here, near King Triton's elbow, for 30 or 40 minutes. Finally, he said, let me call it in, and I do have a key, I'll get you in. So she, now my wife, is the most patient of patient people that exist out there. But she was upset. Upset that she could not get in the room. Upset that she could not reach anybody. Um, I, she was calling me. I didn't know what to tell her. We were now working our way as quickly as we could back to the hotel. Oh, by the way, the Skyliner, when we got to it, yeah, what? Skyliner had stopped. So we got in line for the boats, but then the Skyliner started. So we got on the Skyliner and the Skyliner took us to Caribbean Beach. We went to go take the, the next Skyliner over to Art of Animation. And lo and behold, they have announced that they are closing the Skyliner again and that they are bringing buses to Caribbean Beach to pick up everybody and take them over to the Art of Animation Hotel. This is, this is just crazy stuff. My wife, um, go. I said to my wife, if you want to resolve this, if you want them to offer some kind of service recovery for everything that's going wrong here, you are going to have to go to the front desk. There is no other way. So she finally gets the courage. She does not like to confront people, but she decides to go to the front desk because she does value money and she doesn't feel like she has gotten any value from having spent one hour in a hotel room that doesn't provide the right media that she can't even get back into. Meanwhile, that the remember the guy had called to have the room, um, to have somebody call her back and she had given her phone number. Well, that woman calls me on my phone which was the one entered when making the reservation. But I said, I said, you weren't supposed to call me. You were supposed to call my wife at this number. And they gave you that number. She goes, well, we didn't get that number. We just told this room. And so she calls my wife. My wife is now standing in a line and is nearly in tears. And she gets the call from the woman. She's, the woman explains that she is just on the opposite side of the wall in the office. She will come right out. She did come right out. She met my wife and, and son. My wife was in tears at this point, and that makes means my son will now be in tears because he empathizes totally um, with my wife. And so we have this moment of emotion 
at the front desk of the art animation. She said, this is just not, this is not worth it. And she said, I understand. Let me get you a key to the room. You can enjoy the room and we will give you a hundred dollar voucher for whatever you would like to do use with it. And if you don't use the voucher, it will go as a credit back. From my point of view, that was appropriate service recovery. I, I talk about service recovery in a lot of customer service programs. I teach, I won't go there today, but in terms of Disney taking responsibility and given the degree of severity, I think that was an appropriate service recovery. And I think that coupled with what they, the, the nice service hero gesture they made with our daughter and giving her a free ticket to Epcot, I think the two were combined. Needless to say, as she was rolling away and going back to the house, I brought my daughter over to the hotel and finally checked out the hotel myself at about 7 p.m. in the evening. Um, well, let's talk about the hotel room for a moment. The Little Mermaid room at Disney's Art of Animation. I had seen pictures, but the photos had not really prepared me for what I was about to experience. You know, there's a whole, there's a whole perspective out there in the blogosphere, podcast sphere, whatever, of Disney fans who are not happy with the fact that Disney has basically sanitized the Disney guest bedroom. And in fact, if you go back to my review of Disney's Boardwalk, one of my chief primary concerns, as lovely as that room was, at the Boardwalk Villas, there was nothing in that room that screamed Disney. Maybe if I read the, the shampoo cover or something, I would have seen Disney. But in terms of wall hangings, in terms of amenities, lamps, any prop, anything. I do not recall anything from Disney's boardwalk that stood out and said, we are in a room that is on Disney property. It was clean, it was sanitized, it was fresh, it was white, it was contemporary, and still even a little bit boardwalk themed, and yet it did not say anything about Disney. People do not like that. There is a whole lot of controversy with the fact that just last week, Disney announced these new Incredibles room. Now, from my point of view, I think this is a good compromise. Touches of Incredibles, especially in things like the closets and so forth, that give you a sense of that um, mid-century feel, but doesn't overdo it or over-cartoonize it. Notwithstanding, where you are on the spectrum, let me tell you, that when they made the decision to go more toward that clean, fresh, white, sanitized look, when they made that decision, I could tell you the room where it happened. Yes, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. Yes, Hamilton friends, the room where it happened must have been Disney's Little Mermaid Room, because I have never seen anything so over the top in my life. And I've stayed in a lot of Disney Resort hotel rooms. I love the rooms at Alani. I love the rooms. Oh, I love my room at Shanghai Disneyland. I love Disney's Grand California. And there are many rooms on Walt Disney World property. Even the Pop Century new hotel rooms with the Mickey and Minnie Touch. 
I like those rooms. They're fresh and still fun and Disney. But this thing, even it was designed for a five-year-old. And I will tell you that even a five-year-old would have been overwhelmed by it. The curtain, which is used to kind of provide you kind of a change space, it's not part of the shower curtain, but it might as well have been a shower curtain. It looks like a shower curtain. It's The whole thing is just too much. When the coat rack is an octopus, it's too much. The only thing I really liked as a touch was on the table. They had the laminated table. They had pages from um, uh, Under the Sea or Part of Your World. I can't even remember which. Under the table. That was okay. But everything else in the room, really, people. It was too much. At any rate, I only stayed there 10 minutes. And then left my daughter, went home, changed hands. My wife went back and enjoyed the evening. I said, you know, make the day, just take that $100 voucher and go enjoy yourself. In fact, you know what? You ought to go have breakfast at the counter service facility they have at the Riviera. You can just take the Skyliner to right over in the morning there shouldn't be an issue with thunderstorms or anything just take the, the skyliner over to the riviera hotel and mobile order you're gonna have to mobile order over there but that's a nice fresh look and there's lots of interesting entrees and i think you could enjoy a nice little simple breakfast without having a reservation to go somewhere it'll be just nice little situation well she took my advice on that and the next morning when they woke up slept in a little bit they got up they made a mobile order. They went to the Skyliner, got on the Skyliner, got over to the Caribbean Beach um, uh, station, at which point they proceeded to get on the Epcot Skyliner to go over to the Riviera. And for the first time in forever or whatever, they were approached and said, where are you going? Well, we're going to the Riviera Resort. Well, you have to have a reservation to go to the Riviera Resort. Well, I have a mobile order to no no you have to have a reservation to go to the riviera resort but i have a mobile that's where we're going for well if you want to go to the riviera resort then you're going to have to walk there you cannot take the skyliner there allow me to just pause here for emphasis i have never heard anything stupider in my life why are you leaving money on the table why are you not allowing someone to go to an adjacent hotel? Now, I understand the same problem has been existing at the Contemporary, where people are saying, oh, I've got a mobile order at the Contemporary Cafe, and so they think they have the right to go park there for the entire day at the Contemporary while they go eat breakfast and then walk over to the, or ride the monorail over to Magic. I get that, I get that. But frankly, if you don't want people outside of the resort to eat at that resort using mobile ordering then cut it off or create a requirement because here she's had to go all the way this distance only to be told to walk what is the thinking there where is the critical thinking that says oh you can't take the skyliner if you don't have a reservation but you can walk over there what are you really saying it does not make sense my wife was over it by the end of this experience and for good reason too and by the way they did walk it frustrated as they were they had an okay breakfast and then what they do they grabbed the skyliner and took it back over where they weren't asked never heard anything so stupid in my life
Um, so yeah, 24 hours of a staycation at the Little Mermaid Room at the Art of Animation with a side trip to Epcot. Never did see those fireworks. Now there is a happy ending to this. Ah, that was Friday when we checked out Saturday night. My wife and I still had our granddaughter and we just left and headed over to the park. We were able to get a last minute Magic Kingdom. And let me tell you, taking my granddaughter for the first time to the Magic Kingdom makes up for all the stupidity of the previous two days. We first got there and uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, we feel like tourists. She goes, I forgot to pack a bottle of her. No problem. We're going to go to the baby care center, which I haven't been to in years. I thought I'll get a good photo or two of the walls and the decor only to get there and realize that it is under remodel. Um, and so as a result, uh, we needed to go to a temporary place that they had in Tomorrowland, in the back of Tomorrowland is what they said. I said, oh, you mean the old FedEx um, uh, uh, lounge? And they said, yes, there. So we headed to Space Mountain. To the side, there is a FedEx lounge. That wasn't a big thing, but FedEx had it. Before that, it was a lounge for RCA because RCA leads the way. As you all know, the original sponsor. And in the process, learned that there was nobody there. So it was like, where are we supposed to go with this? And um, and sure enough, after asking a couple of people, what is going on here and where do we need to go? We soon received direction that we needed to go to the lounge to the right of Carousel of Progress. Now, this was insight for me. I have told you before, I have been in every corner of the Magic Kingdom. I could swear that I've even been in the ramps around completely from onstage to backstage of the Carousel of Progress. So I was surprised to see that General Electric originally had a guest lounge at the Carousel of Progress. I'm supposing it was General Electric because Carousel Progress at that time when it opened was presented. Maybe General Electric didn't want a lounge and Delta uh, Eastern Airlines took it, but I think it really belonged to. There are only a couple of small little intimate lounges. By the way, the uh, uh, RCA had one and apparently this one by apparently GE. There was also, <laughs> this, is, this, is, uh, this is a funny one. You know, there's this little glass viewing area above the Grand Prix Raceway, which was originally sponsored by Goodyear. And um, there was actually a little place that Goodyear employees could take a break. I don't even think they had a, a drinking fountain in there, certainly not restrooms, but they had a little break area space in there too. So nothing compared to the ones at Epcot. But anyway, we, that was interesting. Then we took her on the people mover. And I'm telling you, it could have been a thrill ride to her. She loved it. And we went on Dumbo and we went on uh, Under the Sea with Little Mermaid and we took her on It's a Small World. And then we did the fireworks. Yeah, the happily ever after ones I wanted to do on July 1st. We got in there and um, I was afraid that my granddaughter, only one, she was going to be frightened by those fireworks. No. 
she was mesmerized, as was, as were thousands of people who were there watching this thing unfold. And let me tell you, when you see Tinkerbell go down at the end, and you listen to the sound of the crowd, then you think, yeah, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. That's certainly how we ended our week being at the Magic Kingdom for Happily Ever After. It will be a fireworks event. I will not soon forget. So, 24-hour Walt Disney World staycation nightmare followed by one set of magical moments at the Magic Kingdom with my granddaughter. This concludes our Disney at Play podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear and you want more of it, hey, check out the Wayfinders Society, which is part of our Patreon group because we have stuff that you can only find at the Wayfinders Society. Check it out. It's a great way to support this podcast at the same time explore worlds of Disney. Thanks for being part of us and part of this podcast. Your listenership matters. More podcasts to come. Oh, we have so much to talk about. In the meantime, remember, in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.